The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that every week by sharing the stories and advice for those who are rocking it on the other side. And we also have an ongoing Crowbar Award, which is a new creative challenge and guest judge every three months, which you can learn more about at www.crowbarawards.com. I think it's just three W's. So this episode, this week, is a bit different. It's a bit different direction for this podcast. In the past 200 plus episodes, we predominantly have interviewed some of the best advertisers on the agency side. Hey, I work at a large advertising agency, and I believe starting off the agency side, starting off on the agency side is amazing and gives you a breadth, breadth of experience. But then there's another path you can break into. We often allude to, but have yet to go into detail on this podcast, and that's where that's working for a brand you love in a marketing role. Josh Dobby works as the marketing director at a company and a brand that I love, Sorinex. You will see a side of myself that I've not shown in many episodes, my passion for strength training and the equipment and community that Sorinex has created and how it's impacted my life. So what is Sorinex, you're probably wondering? I'll tell you. Sorinex, quote, Sorinex is a family-owned strength training equipment company and is the most sought-after strength brand for professional teams, colleges, high schools, military bases, and athletes looking to build a home gym. Some of their innovations have changed the face of strength training forever and can be found in almost any serious gym in the world. This is all so true. It's one of the coolest brands, one of my favorite brands. But don't worry, this is not about strength training and no one will yell at you, maybe. It's a conversation where Josh talks about his lack of maybe the traditional marketing background and getting that four-year degree in marketing and going to a portfolio school or any of that. It's about how he raised his hand to tell the story of Sorenex to the world and helped illuminate what goes on in their warehouse located in Lexington, South Carolina. It's truly, this episode truly is a masterclass on branding. We learn that it's our job as advertisers to find the authentic human truths about a brand and share those stories in a way that captivate attention. Josh knows this so well and explains how they do it at this brand, the brand that I love, that makes the best exercise equipment, but in my mind is so, so much more. You will hear a level of excitement in my voice that you might be shocked at. And whether or not you love strength-based conversation, if you listen to this, you might find yourself daydreaming about working for your absolute favorite brands. Maybe that is a specific coffee brand or an outdoor tent brand you love or a niche shoe you wear. If you notice yourself as an advocate or true lover of a brand, why not try and work there one day? But enough about me. You want to learn and listen to Josh and hear his process and passion for the brand and how he works for it. If you want to learn more about this process, you should connect with him on LinkedIn. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. Josh Dobby, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing today? Where are you at? 
I'm good, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm in uh, Las Vegas at the uh, M Hotel, which is fortunately slash unfortunately like 20 something minutes away from the strip. So I don't know why they have a hotel down here, but it's here. So being in Vegas means maybe two two routes here, right? You're either going for fun with friends or you're going to a conference. Which one is it? Or is it a little bit of both? Yeah, it's it's conference, man. So I'm at the uh, National Strength and Conditioning Association's uh, Tactical Conference. So it's a segment of the strength and conditioning market. The NSCA is kind of a governing body of certifications and and, and that side of it. And this is a segment of them uh, of their division that um, you know is specific to kind of the tactical government market. Um, and yeah, so it's a it's a few day event where they get a lot of speakers come in talk about human performance, all things strength and conditioning. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty unique little deal. I love it. And that's marketing, right? And I want to talk to you about your role today. And I have to address this. I probably already did in the upfront. I I probably, I wrote a script and I made an intro already. So I want to preface again, you're the marketing and sales director at Sorinex. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep. And this might seem a little off. We've done 211 episodes, if not more, by the time this is this is launched. But majority of our podcast episodes are those of people that work at advertising agencies. We've had a few people, you know, a, a Google here and there, a Spotify. I think we've had a, a meta person on the marketing side. But I really wanted to evolve this because we're breaking entering really marketing and advertising, which is a large field. And it'd be foolish of me not to highlight some of the, these different paths. And something I'm passionate about is fitness. I actually have a, a side, a, a side. I actually had a, a podcast before um, called "Bending the Bar" as a joke with okay. my buddies. And right. I, also, I also have something called "Witness Gritness." It's just a small, fun little account. It's nothing crazy. Uh, just because okay. I love this stuff and. You love this stuff too, and you've done so well in this, and you work for one of the best companies. So I'm, I've been looking forward to this all week. So thank you so much for coming on. I guess, yeah, man. I guess the first question is, is tell us about yourself and your role today at Sornex. Yeah. So brief history on Sornex. Been around for about forty years. We're a strength and conditioning uh, equipment provider. So we're a manufacturer based in South Carolina. Family-owned company. Last name is Soren. Used to be called Soren Exercise Equipment. They transitioned and called it Soren X uh, about 20 years ago. And uh, yeah, we were famously known for doing the Alabamas, the Georgias, the SECs, the you know name it name any you know kind of top tier program in athletics. We typically build the weight rooms. It's so and, cool. Uh, I it I think the Instagram has all of the the like the photos of the the facilities you've made. I would love to go visit one and work out with the Alabama guys, they're, of course. They're nuts, man. I mean, the way that these facilities have evolved over the years, of course, it's, you know, the arms race of, of athletics these days is facilitating a lot of that. But um, it's wild, man. It's wild. And uh, so, yeah, so I run our marketing you guys and sales. Are the best at it. Well, you know, I appreciate it. We try to be, man. We no, try to, you know, I mean, like if you're getting all like the, the top, if you're getting the Alabamas, the Georgias, the uni- maybe University of Illinois, that's where I went. Maybe like Michigan, the big, I got to give some big 10 love. Like if you're getting these schools that are investing in the best equipment, cause they have the best programs. It makes sense that they're going with you guys. I mean that. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a dog fight, man. I mean, there's a lot of really cool brands that have been around for a long time. And, I couldn't name uh, any other ones too. 
Yeah. Well, hey, I like that. And man. we're not so. going to because it's your <laughs> podcast. No doubt. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a dog fight out there, man. It, you know, our, our business is unique to to kind of the, the community that we serve. And so, you know, the broader fitness market is, is one that's super vast. And um, we, you know, kind of are trying to own a segment of that market. And um, and so, yeah, so it's something it's, it's a passion side for me. It's an industry that I've kind of grown up within my whole life. Um, and, uh, you know, the opportunity to market, advertise, storytell, brand around all of that is something I'm super passionate about. And I love it, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to dive in. So, like, what are some of the things? So how long have you been in this role? What are the initiatives you've overseen or been a part of? What are you really proud of recently that you guys have done? Yeah, so, I mean, I've kind of been in this role, uh, I'd say probably about five years or so. Okay. Um, definitely very proud of you know, I'll say when I came into this this company man it was it was it was a, such a tremendous opportunity because the brand the culture that the Sorens and the community had created was there it was it was like this diamond in the rough of this opportunity that just needed to be the stories needed to be told the media needed to be created the, it starts the, within the right with the people and the vision so it was already there was a it, culture already established yeah, and it, and it was and it was no BS, man. Like this was just authentic, real people that were like gutting it out, blood, sweat, and tears. No, no bullshit. Like doing this for their livelihood. And so, when you have stories and a depth of authenticity in that level of a company and a brand, the opportunities, man, are are really cool when it comes to the marketing side of things. Now, this is interesting because we. I'm curious. Did they? They probably knew they had something culture-wise, story, something that. They, they knew that something was special there, right? But sometimes when people are so passionate about their work, they just want to make the best quality shit stuff and just keep it like they, they're not worried about the outside. They just want to make the best quality product. Is that kind of like what they were doing? They're kind of just keeping things within their quarters. Like what you saw an opportunity yeah. there. Or is that is that wrong of me to assume? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're headed in the right direction, right? Like it was that all that all the stuff that's needed was there. None of this stuff needed to be manufactured. Like the, the stories didn't need to be, you know, we didn't sit around in a, in a boardroom or sit around in an office talking about what how we we're going to create gonna... these 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 stories and these feelings. Like all that stuff was already there. And it just needed to be. It just needed to be put out. It needed to be. You... It needed to be created. How would you, I guess, in a sentence? positioning like what does Sorenix stand for like how do you encapsulate what we're talking about right now this culture that that yeah, you saw when a, you walked in it's a constant pursuit man i mean our tagline our official tagline is be legendary but it's a constant pursuit man it, it's all the things that the struggle the strenuous things that line up that that give you the opportunity to succeed at a high level whether that's athletics sports business doesn't really matter it's it's that certain type of person that when you're when you're truly like striving to be the best version of yourself and especially if you're a leader you're a coach and you've got young kids around you and you're trying to empower them or influence them to be that best version of their self um there's such a high level alignment there and when the people who actually own this company are walking that walk every single day of their life and the people that we hire and we bring in are doing that as well Man, you got something special because you can't fake that shit, man. You can't. No, no that's marketing. I, and I'm, I'm doing a master's right now in strategic brand communication. And we're talking about positioning statements and uh, messaging maps. And all this is rooted in the mission and the vision of the company. 
and you start with the why. I think there was that famous TED talk. I can't remember the name. You start with the why. And, you know, so many times companies are get lost in features and even benefits of why they're all the specs of why Sornex has the best equipment, uh, the newest technology. I saw you guys have like these cameras now, but you, I mean, it's not about that. It's great to have that, of course, but your, your reason of being what, one your, of the, what your philosophy is what people buy into. One of the, one of the probably the wisest things that I heard told to me years ago by Richard Soren, who's, who's our original founder, who's, you know, in his seventies now, he said, man, at the end of the day, this is all just paint and steel. This is all just paint and steel. And if that's all you're going to talk about, you're going to be just like everybody else. You've got to find that next thing, that next level thing that, that, that connects. And, and, it, and that's something that's always kind of stuck in the back of my mind. So when you think about like, how are we positioning certain markets or certain products and how are we think about how we're going to launch certain things? Like, yeah, of course you want to hit on those things, but like never lead with it and never exactly. lead with it. And this is a great lesson. Like I know we're talking about stuff that I love, like strength equipment, but this can be applied if, if anybody is going into an entry level ad agency position and you get tasked a cheese brand, it's more than just cheese, right? You have to, you have to convince people because there's so many, well, you got to do your, and you, I mean, if you're in that position, I mean, you got to do your freaking homework, man. You got to know the ins and outs of it because if you truly in your own heart, and this is, just, I believe this, if you truly in your own heart, don't buy or not bought into what it is you're trying to, to, to represent, it's going to be a facade and everyone's going to see through it because it's going to be yeah. fake words. It's going to be fake text. It's going to be fake, all yeah. that stuff. And it's not going to connect, man. You can't connect with everybody, but I mean, to reach the segment of the market that you want to reach, you got to be real. And to be real, you truly have to understand what's real. And if you ain't doing that yourself, then I mean, like, why are you even there? Now question for you. I don't uh, Now there. I want to give you a scenario there, you know, working at an ad agency, let's say, this is what I know this is what I do. There are times when you're assigned to a client that you don't necessarily love, but you'll also have a couple that you might. It's not all like a perfect world where we can, you know, eventually I, I want to inspire people to go hop to the, the brand side of the brand they really love, right? Mm -hmm. Like a Soranex or um, like an REI is another great outdoor company that has great vision and values. But for the people that are in that entry level ad agency experience and they get assigned to a brand that they don't necessarily love, they still have to make money. They still have mm -hmm. to do the damn job. What do you say to those folks that that? So I'll give, I'll give, yeah, I'll give you an example, man. I grew up in Tampa, Florida, kind of classic like Florida kid, man. Like played ball at Florida State, went to the beach. Football was my life. What, what position? Uh, receiver, tight end. And uh, I never, I never grew up hunting. I never. That was not something that was really taught to me by my parents, by my father. I always joke around. around. Like, yeah, my, my dad taught me how to run the option. He didn't teach me how to go hunt, right? And so our president and owner, Bert, is a is a huge hunter, avid outdoorsman. And so we've created this brand, Sornex Outdoors, which which is a passion project of his. But I knew in my heart of hearts for me to have any shot at properly representing that brand, I had to dig into that lifestyle, right? And so, you know, of course, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And I'm trying to kind of relate to your question here is like, you got to find a way to put yourself in those shoes, even if it's just an exercise, you know, and just to find a way like, all right, if I'm going to be this guy that's representing this cheese company, then who would be, the, who would be the best person for that job? Right. Just, I don't know, probably somebody who grew up around freaking the manufacturing of cheese their entire life. What does that person do? What do they like? 
Why, why do they, what do they wake up and do every single day? What kind right. of clothes do they wear? What kind of music do they listen to? All that yeah. stuff is culturally represent, you know, like important to understand who that target market, or at least who you want to reach because you now have a better understanding of at least who you're trying to. You like, have to respect, of. you have to have the respect for, you might not love a product, a brand or a service that you're working on, but somebody out there in the world does because that's why they're still in existence right somebody's still buying that product for some reason and you go find those advocates out there and i'm I'm kind of thinking my mind was going towards actors right who might have to learn a new role like for a big movie let's say i don't know christian bale he he's probably studying that role and like maybe that was a real person getting to know them it's very similar like understanding the target audience and like what do they love and you might not mm. love what they love but you have to respect it cuz there's a passion out there and you as human no doubt you, and i mean you know, i've never i've never worked in an ad agency i think as we you know we're talking ahead of time like i don't have any formal marketing background i didn't go to school for this um so you know they're they're and and i could just be so damn ignorant to the broader scope of things but in my mind it just keeps coming back to like if you can't authentically understand who it is you're trying to represent then don't even bother I, don't even bother yeah i agree i think that's a great i think it's a great piece of advice it's, it's tough i mean there's no excuse if if you are assigned to a brand or a product or you're working somewhere you it's your duty to go do the your homework and 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 figure out what makes it work so and that research and we're curious people if you're in marketing right like that should be one of the things like you should always be hungry for for more information so i love that you said you didn't have a lot of experience so how'd you break into all this stuff the name of this podcast is breaking and entering entering so give me high level because this is where the podcast can go from 30 minutes to two hours. So we know that yeah. you played ball. You grew up in Tampa. You played football at Florida state. Uh, what's your story then? Like, give me the high level parts of your life that got you to where you're at today and how you broke into marketing. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I kind of grew up around this industry my whole life. My father worked for companies like Nautilus, Airmaster when I was a young kid. So like at the age of 12, I'm going to these trade shows, right? Thinking oh, I'm never going to be involved in this business in this industry. Anyways, fast forward. Uh, so I go to I go to uh, Army West Point first out of school is where I go to where to go to school first, and then I transfer to Florida State. Get really into strength and conditioning. Had a lot of injuries while I was playing. Got really interested in that. Brings me right back into the world that I said I was never going to get involved with. Um, so I started working for a company uh, running a sports division for them. And it was a broader health company, right? So I had a really cool opportunity to work closely with the CMO of that company and very traditional in, in her ways and what we and what she did and how she advertised and what her marketing strategies were. And we butted heads a lot on like what I thought would be a good way of doing it. And you know, at the end of the day, I was a young kid. I didn't know what I was talking about probably. But I learned a ton because we went through a lot of stuff together. And so fast forward a handful of years, I start working for Sorenex in more of a sales capacity role. Um, 2017, 2016, they say, hey, for the first time ever, we're going to bring marketing in-house. We think our brand is unique enough. We've worked with a couple ad agencies, but we believe kind of who we are and at our core, we need this to be in-house. And I simply in that moment just raised my hand and I was like, I can do that. And they're like, okay, what does that mean? And so I put Why do you think plans. they were trying with you to do it? Uh, well, I think that, uh, you know, probably I've had, you know, I was there for, for a bit already. So I'd earned a little bit of trust that I knew I knew what I was talking about. Um, but selling it before this, so it makes sense if you're selling it you kind of, you have to know it pretty well. You've been around the culture, uh, Lexington, right? 
Yeah, they're in South Carolina. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know, man. I, you know, shoot, I don't know why they took a chance on me, honestly. But um, but I put a plan together and, and a strategy together. And at the core of it, it was all the components are here, man. We just need to tell these stories. And we need to start with authentically telling these stories in a modern, clean way that's going to be represented on social media. At the time, we had a few thousand followers on Instagram. Like that was you know, 2016. So stuff was popping there. And I was like, we're going to go heavy into Instagram. We're going to go heavy into social. And uh, we're going to try to make, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of something that I've always kind of hold near and dear to my heart in marketing. One of my favorite uh, football players growing up was Jerry Rice. And Jerry Rice, great receiver, right? And he wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the biggest guy. But what he could always do was create separation. He could create separation between him and that defensive back. And I think of that every single time that I look at a marketing strategy is how is this going to create separation between us and every other brand or product that we're going up against? We might not always be the best. We might always be the, the best price or any of that. But if I can create separation enough that makes us unique enough that, that then comes back to the authentic version of like what we truly represent, I wholeheartedly believe that that's going to give us an upper hand against the competition. And that's something that like in my initial strategy and plan, I really kind of pushed heavy. And I think they were down with that. Yeah. You, so you raise your hand, you had a plan, you had a, a benchmark, which is the cherry rice at the time. Uh, create separation, I guess, like in that plan, then did you, did you say like, this is what we are really good at. This is where we are compared to our competitors. This is like how we separate. We go all in on, on our strengths. What did that, like, I guess, can we make that a little bit more tangible? What did that look yeah. like? Uh, well, like? first, man, I, I knew that, you know, hey, my background wasn't in this. Um, so I needed a great team, right? Like I needed a great team around me to actually make this come to life. And um, that started with thinking about, all right, what in the world of 2016, 2017, marketing, media, what are those players be? What, you know, who are they going to be? What skill sets do they have? And most importantly, like somebody that's going to be relatable enough to A, want to live in South Carolina, because that's a tough gig right there. Um, and then and then B, you know, is, is going to have a general understanding of what we're talking about, because I think in the fitness market, broadly speaking, the marketing, the advertising is cheesy as shit. It's always been cheesy as shit. It, it sucks. I'm, I don't like it. I don't like this like faux aspirational like messaging that always comes across. It's always just it's inauthentic. Just, you, you can get called out very easily. When it's and it's like, and I know and I know the people behind these things. They're not living that life. They're not living that life. So it's, it comes across that way. Yeah. So anyways, like finding that team that 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 could bring all these ideas to life and then challenge me to be better because I knew at that moment I didn't have it all figured out. So that was that was kind of like primo step number one, right? And um, that was that was a challenge, man. It was a challenge. Went through went through some good guys and good people, good gals, and um, but ultimately we found our lane. And that's and that that point, that's when stuff really started popping off. So creating a team now is something really interesting. Whether it's people that are, so we have a lot of students that you kind of need to team up in this industry to get into it, like by creating good work and showing that you can like do this stuff. Having a team as an undergrad, let's say at a college, it's something I've always preached. We do an award show every quarter, um, a new brief, a new creative challenge. And we do that intentionally and we have people group up with groups of three. So tell me a little bit about the team seeking process. You alluded at it, but what were you really looking for? So the like they had to have a passion and the skill set to do some great work. What did your team look like in the beginning? How did you hire them? 
what were you looking for? A photographer, a designer? Like, what did you tell me? Like, that to me is so interesting. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so that's a wild story because day one of me as our marketing director roll up stairs, we've got to cut this loft area that overlooks our whole gym and everything's pretty gnarly. And I walk up there and our COO says, Josh, this is your marketing team. Team, this is Josh, he's in charge. And literally there was five people sitting at desks who I'd never met before in my entire life. That all of a Were sudden they already working team. at Soranex or did they hire them just for you? Uh, both. Both, which I had no idea. I had no idea that cool. was happening. And you got to um, kind of be so, a part of that process, right? I thought I was going to be a part of the process, no doubt. So but did I it work out? Like, did you have to make some changes or what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a challenge, right? Because I mean, I had a I had a vision in my head of what I what I believe we needed to do, and and I was going to go full steam on that, you know. And uh, I'll say one of the things, and I don't. This might be a thing that people do in advertising, marketing, is like a little little kind of fun deal but i needed to kind of figure out who i was working with right like there was a guy who's like oh that's your web guy this is these are your two media guys this is like your graphic designer like okay are you like i needed to learn something about them so the first thing that i had everybody do in that moment i said everybody grab a blank piece of paper now with this blank piece of paper you're going to have one minute to create something there is no rules you can use whatever you want any medium you want do whatever you like this is Whatever you want to do, man. You got one minute to create something with this blank piece of paper. And I said, go. So I participated in the challenge as well. I made a paper airplane, like nothing super crazy, but like I've always made paper airplanes my whole life. So I was like, cool, I'm making a paper airplane. And I saw in that moment, people be so authentically true to themselves. The guy that had great ideas, but could never really bring them to fruition, did something that probably would have took 10 minutes and he got a quarter, not even a quarter of the way done. You saw his the vision. Person, you, saw, you saw the wheels turning. We like that. Yeah, I saw, I saw. I saw the person that was always that had a problem with everything, but could never create anything. Didn't do anything. Just literally sat there and was like, I don't have no time. I couldn't think of anything. Anyways, and going on and on. But anyways, I did that, and that that honestly gave me my trajectory. Like, all right, cool. I think like I got a couple killers here. Probably some people we need to work with here. Like, let's move forward. Um, anyways got through about the first 12 months and realized that that was not the team. And so we, we cleaned house and, and started over from scratch. Hey, and then, and then brought in, which, which is a, which is a ballsy move because at 12 months in they you know, our owner was like, you sure you know what you're doing here, but I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. And, uh, but at that point, that's when things turned for us because it was, it was the great risk for me. But at that point, that's when I found probably two to three guys that changed the game for us because the talent level that they brought, the the, the like the understanding that they brought, um, close network of friends who had people that from other industries that did not want to be in those industries anymore. And they were looking for a more just kind of family environment, something that wasn't the corporate style, like we can kind of wear whatever we want to work, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, so found found one guy through a friend who is my lead marketing manager now, who I think has one thousand percent influenced the success of what we've had and then found a couple other guys who i tell you what one of the one of the most creative guys who i've ever met in my life who's not with us anymore he's moved on he actually works with the uh, wwe now um he was driving trucks he was delivering gas but he had started he picked up a camera and started making stuff on instagram and a guy that i knew was like hey man you should check this guy out and so uh, I talked to him. I was like, hey, man, I'm building a team. I said, 
can you come down to South Carolina? He was there the next day. I said, hey, go out into the shop, take shop photography. Um, I need to see kind of what your what your heart is, what your skill is, what your viewpoint is. And he had that he had that blue collar ability to to capture and represent the heart of what Sorenex was in a way that I'd never seen anybody capture it before. And and then at that moment, I was like, we got something here and we built on that. And uh, yeah, that and that's and that's really at that moment, a, a couple killers, some good guys on the team. That's that took us to the next level. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, that's all things, right? Like it's, it's, it's a team thing. It, it's always a team thing, whether you're working with the ad agency as a team or however you want to put that together, like it, the, the ability for the team to work together to the, to the common goal. And I, I'm not going to say that I'm the greatest leader in the world. Like I've, I've, I've mucked up stuff just as much as the next guy has and, and made the wrong decisions and, and, and tried to try to live and learn from it. Um, but, uh, but you know, to have the right team around you, man. If you don't have that, I mean, you're, it's it's going to be a struggle, in my opinion. Yeah, I love it. Have you, um, you know, I, I was just kind of curious talking about leadership, <clears throat> coaching came to mind. Have you met any uh, D one like football head coaches like recently? Any big names? Any, any yeah. cool stories there? Oh man, there's, there's all sorts of cool stories, man. Uh, I probably won't get into any of them, but yeah, I mean, I was at a band with the other, you know, a couple weeks ago, met Saban again for the second time. Uh, you know, he's, he's a, uh, we got a good job on the weight room and I've, and I was been told that if you got a good job from Saban, that was like, you did a really good job. Cause he don't say that to anybody. So, uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, hell yeah. 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 That's, that's all the validation you need, right? No, oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and then taking, you know, taking the marketing angle on, on a thing like Alabama, um, you know, storied program, you know, everybody knows who Alabama football is, um, you know, the opportunities there were, were pretty strong. Right. And so that's, that's where a lot of that focus has been recently on trying to capitalize on, on the work that our team has done there to create new things for them, but then also continue to position, you know, the work that we do, um, that uh, hopefully continues to kind of just level level our I mean, brand strategically, up. Strategically, if we want to get strategic, like if you're trying to get as many of the best, if you're trying to get people to buy the equipment at colleges for their football program or any athletic program, it's worth taking the time to sell and work with the best of the best. Because now other programs are like, well, Alabama has Sorenex and they're really mm -hmm. good. They've been great. If they have the best, we want the best. So why don't we call up Josh and make this thing happen? It makes a lot of yeah. sense. Just attack the, yeah. the, the lead and, and it, it all trickled down, right? Yeah, and in our industry, man, I think, you know, I think something I've been talking about a lot internally with some different guys lately, but like, you know, use the term marketing or advertising um, is a broad term. Those are broad terms, right? And you can really scale those down to different levels. And the way that we view marketing, man, is, is at the core of it is word of mouth. Can you build word of mouth? I don't really care how we build word of mouth. Like there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. But if we're building word of mouth, we are marketing, right? A lot of people yeah, want to say, the oh, the strongest form of, of Mark, any advertising yeah. is word of mouth. It always will yeah, be. We're, we're not a B2C company, man. So we're not worried about conversion rates on our website. We're not worried about retargeting ads. We're not, I don't do any of that. Actually, funny enough, I saw some guy post on Twitter, like basically roasting us for like all the marketing we don't do. And I was just like, oh, that's, that's cool. I was like, I'll, 
look at the feedback and everything, which is, it was honest feedback, which was cool. Um, but it's like, but yeah, that's, that's not who we are though. Right. That's, that's not, that's not, that's not our goal. That's not our mission with our company and our, and how we market. Um, our goal is to build word of mouth. And at the core level of that is to properly represent the relationships with the people that we have built over the last handful of decades, the right way. Because the worst thing we can do in marketing is, is try to do something that puts a person that, that we truly care about, whether they're a coach or a customer, and, and we, we misrepresent them, that it, it almost is it, marketing could be so, so, so negatively impact your business if you do right. that. You can really screw things up if you try to sell it the wrong way or say, you know. Yeah, so like, it. you know, as much as like, you know, marketing, uh, a, you know, a, a great job is important to, you know, build word of mouth and, and create other opportunities. It's also how you're representing the people that you that, that are in that relationship with you. And if you can properly represent them and, and put them in a position that that highlights their strengths and the people that they are, I think that at the core of it is something unique that I, I don't know if other advertisers or marketers more of that B2B type space um, I, I like kind of have the ability to do that. But that's something that we hold near and dear to our hearts and that, uh, you know, hey, I know that not everybody might care about the high school in Michigan that has a thousand kids, but for us to put that on our page to spend the time to really properly capture the media and tell that story when we can, um, that means a lot. It means a lot to those, to those coaches and those customers. And that means a lot to me, man, because those are the people that the core of this and make this whole thing work. Because if you don't have the customers in that network of community, I mean, we're out here just, you know, talking shit in the wind. No. Yeah. It seems to me that you're doing a great job with storytelling and staying true to who you guys are. Right. That's that's what I'm getting at in this 25 minute conversation. And and I know it's much harder than that. It's so damn hard. And that's probably why when you rose your hand, you showed excitement to do them to, to lead the marketing in-house. You know, they saw that within you and and the rest was history. So I'm just I think it's really, really cool. And it's a great reminder when you follow your passions, what you're good at, what you love. At a, com- at a company that has like the this great culture you can't you can't lose really like sure it's not gonna be yeah and, and, I, and i would say another another part of that too man is patience man if you're young how old are you i don't like to talk about that okay no problem well i'm 37 man i'll be 38 soon and so i still view myself as a young man at the end of the day but um you know the the plight of the young man typically is no patience right they want everything now and, yeah. and i was that right of course and and the ability to to stay in the fight the ability to not quit the ability to take your licks to learn when you were wrong and grow from that and 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 earn a level of patience is something that i think is a very difficult thing to do in this day's world especially when it comes to such the quick hitter way that we market and advertise things um that sometimes you got to go through those peaks and valleys over the course of a couple of years to get to that next thing. But you got to have the patience to stay strong in that fight, man, and, and hold on, right? Like, and not, and not let go. And I think that there, that's an invaluable lesson that I've learned in my career, man. Um, that uh, that's one that I think is, uh, it means a lot when you're looking at, you know, kind of the future, how you plan, how you strategize. Cause if you have patience in your heart, then you know, it's not so much a what are we doing right this second right now. Of course, there's going to be that, but then you can play the long game. And the long game is always their game to play. I love it. 
Josh, yeah. how can people reach out to you if they have other questions, they want to learn more about you, what you do, Sorenex, what's the best way for them? Uh, on, on Instagrams at Joshua Dobby on LinkedIn, Joshua Dobby. Uh, those are probably two of the easiest ways. And if you want to go like old school email, man, it's just Josh at Sorenex.com. Love it. Well, I have no other questions. I think, you know, I usually get to, um, advice portion, but we just, I think we just nailed it throughout the whole episode. So I, I appreciate you, Josh. We'll leave it at that. And, uh, we'll, we'll have them ask questions if they're interested and I'm sure they will be appreciate you, Josh. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me on brother.